Welcome to another episode of the Lance Skurve Show. I'm very relaxed, deep in thought as always. And I have a question or, or really just sharing a thought. Maybe you thought the same thing too. But what's up with these Mormons on bicycles in black neighborhoods? It always struck me as funny. Because you see them in black neighborhoods, especially poor black neighborhoods. And it just doesn't seem right. Now, people can go anywhere they want to go in this country. On paper, black people usually can't go anywhere they want to go without being scrutinized and chastised and possibly locked up and shot. See? But it, it's a it's a funny call. White folks now, on the other hand, they can go anywhere they want to go and not fear any type of uh, repercussion. But to be honest, it it struck me strange that I would never see Mormons on bikes in different neighborhoods other than black neighborhoods. I'm quite sure with the ratio of blacks to whites in America that they just don't go there. But I just don't see them elsewhere as much. It seems to be a really concentrated effort in the black neighborhoods having the Mormons come there as missionaries. So that being said, I, I read up a little bit, not that much because this is more of an opinion piece, but I wanted to really check up on some things. And I did find out that it's not, from what they say now, it's not that the Mormon church is sending them in directly to the black neighborhoods, right? I, find, I found out that most of them, these young guys you see on bikes, they save up money and work save their money up to be able to live for like maybe 18 months to two years you know as a missionary so they're doing this on their own right but still some kind of influence has to be there and from what i see okay it's it's never where they speak to the black man from what i see it's always where they speak to the black woman it's usually a black woman who has maybe several kids, a child, or a black woman where there's no black man in sight. I've noticed this over time, and I always wanted to make a note of that. I wrote an article many years ago uh, about this, and I mentioned it in one of my prior videos, which I could not even tell you what video it is. But to me, it's, it's like for an organization a so-called religious organization who didn't look to or, or, or feel so highly for black people to even want them in the organization, right? I don't know the specifics, but I'm quite sure many people here do. I don't want to say some things that may sound off, but I could, but I'll reserve. But my point is that, you know, why just a black woman? Are you coming there? to help us rebuild our communities? Are you coming there to teach us knowledge of ourselves? Are you coming there to have us and help us to restore ourselves so we will be good for ourselves? You see, it's funny how others will treat black people. As long as we will help out their organizations or become a part of what they are doing to boost them, it's okay whether it's a religious organization, whether it's the LGBTQ community, 
I'm just noticing this 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 uh, uh, rhythm, this pattern, and it kind of pisses me off because in another article that I wrote many years ago about black America and black people in general, not just in America, but we are the junkyard for the world, meaning that when you have a neighborhood junkyard, you don't pay it any mind until you need something. And when you want something apart for your car, a hubcap, an alternator, a windshield, a doorknob, whatever, you go there and you, you strip it from a disabled vehicle that's not running anymore. And you take what you need for your own vehicle. Well, that, that's, that's the way I see us and how we are treated. We're no good until we're needed for someone else. We're no good. We're nothing. We're just a piece of whatever. We're junk until the next war. And now you want to tell us that we're Americans and you want to tell us or, or act inclusive with us. And, and so many of us fall for it. So many of us are so glad to be a part of something that is white, that we feel it's all over now. The stress is all over. We've embraced our, our big white daddy will give us that hug. But we usually treat it like a stepchild. We're usually treated like that developmentally delayed uh, individual in the family who never gets invited to the cookout. So we have to peek out of the attic win window and watch the rest of the family have a good time, hoping for that plate of food that gets shoved to us under the door or through the door after everybody left. But we don't want we're not allowed to come out because we're an embarrassment to the rest of the family. So they talk about us in whispers, knowing we're there, but never reaching out to us. That's how. White America has treated me and many of my people, and it's undeniable. So when I see Mormons riding up and down and up and down, talking to our sisters, and why that? Well, because the sisters are the ones that are going to produce the children and hold them in their stomach for nine months and produce them. So why not in conquering a people enforcing your ideology in a very sly way where there is no man, here you come to put something in her head so now she can rear some children that possess your ideology. And you slowly push us out because we're of no use now. And lots of our sisters, not all, but too many of them, are so ready to accept the word of the white savior when he comes around. It's a psychological thing going on here. And most people refuse to go there and touch it. But I see it so clear. And especially me being in the street all day. I'm in the street probably more than a drug dealer. <laughs> I mean, I can pick something better than that. I can say police officer or whatever. But mind you, I'm in the street interacting with people because I drive the bus. People run me down because they have to get places. People talk to me when they have issues. And while I'm talking and while I'm dealing and seeing the rhythms of the neighborhood in a way that maybe most don't see, because you have to understand when you get up and go to work, you take that bus or train or car, you're out there for that, for that one time. You pass through. You don't even know your neighborhood as good as I do. Because guess what? When you get off the bus, I go back around and come back again. And take my next trip. And I see those people who you don't see. I see people in your neighborhood who've been living there for years just like you. But because of your rhythms, you don't get a chance to see them. And when you do on your days off, you think they're a stranger. Or you just don't have time to connect with them. That's why I connect with so many people. 
why I connect with so many things visually as I see it. You see something Monday, you see something Tuesday, you say, wait a second, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. And you see a pattern. And this is one of the patterns that I see. These Mormons who are there speaking to the black woman, pushing an ideology where once they didn't want to deal with us at all, but in the absence of an upright black man, an on point black man who's a sentinel, an overseer in his community and an enforcer of righteous law in his community, so many things will transpire. So why don't these guys approach the black men who are there who are upright? They can tell who's who. These guys riding their bikes don't even want to look at you in the eye. It's like they have an opinion formed of you already as a black man. See, we can get deep because I'm a, I'm a very psychic person also. We can go on a psychological level. They, they, they know that they're not there for anything good for us. So they can't look you in the eye. They can't say, hey, man, let's talk about the different cultures. Of course, I'm not going to knock you for, for coming from somewhere else, the Midwest <laughs> or wherever. I'm not going to knock you for not knowing black people because maybe you didn't grow up around black people. Except for the few little watered down uh, 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 black men or black males that want to be a part of your organization. And the only thing that they have in common with me is the color of our skin, but not the psychological uh, 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 awareness because I grew up in the pressure cooker of, a, of an inner city of an urban area so there are a lot of things that are innate within me that another black person who grew up in Maine may not have granted I have radar out of my backside not literally and I, that's a bad analogy S excuse me down low brothers that was nothing uh, coded <laughs> for me to tell you there's nothing going on back there right I'm just saying that all over me Anywhere you slice me, any part of me is very much aware and at a heightened state of awareness. And this is what I see. It's funny how, and again, there's an article I wrote about this many years ago about booty. Get your mind out of the gutter because I don't mean backside, butt, gluteus maximus, butt cheeks. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about booty, the real meaning of the word booty. How many people here know what the real meaning of the word booty is? And I don't have a dictionary close by. Um, I like to read it out that way. But look up the word booty. Google search the word booty. And basically, it's the spoils of war. What's left behind in that other uh, 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 community, that other country that's conquered the houses, the gold, the resources that are there. You conquer in war the next country. And they're defeated. Now you can walk in and take their booty. Isn't it funny how we as black men and the American culture has grasped this terminology. But for the most part, we know that it's black women they're talking about booty. We call our sisters booty. We refer to them as booty because we're talking about their backside. But deeper than that, isn't it something that the word booty might be the resources of a conquered nation. And so our women are wide open to be taken, to be talked to by somebody else outside of the community without gaining permission from the real men that are there. So they are the booty that's telling me that we are a conquered nation. So they are the booty in this war and we have been defeated for the most part, not all the way out, but we carry ourselves like a conquered people. We don't have enough foot soldiers out there who are aware to 
give wisdom and share wisdom so our women are booty and we admit it because the only way we can call our women booty like that is if we are conquered. And so we, we've admitted that we're defeated. The fake Jews out here who, who, who wear our legacy and call themselves us and have carved out a land in a place that doesn't belong to them, but they claim to be Jews. Oh, I'm going to have this video flag. Somebody's going to put the thumbs down. I don't give a damn anymore. Right. But can you call their women booty? You better not. You can't even get close to their women to talk to them about your ideology and pushing it on them. But our women and our people and our children are wide open because we bringing our kids to their schools. We're bringing our kids and our women and our families to their restaurants. So why not send some missionaries on in? It's an easy mark because a well-established community is not going to be open too much for somebody else to come on in and want to preach to you about a religion, which is not your spirituality. It is not your original African spirituality. You understand? They come to you with this book about what's, what's the, what's the guy's name? Um, they talk about Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. And is it John Smith or something like that? They add that in, right? But, you as a black melanated person who's connected to the universe. How in the hell is a Johnny come lately humanoid going to tell you about spirituality? They can't. They can only tell you about a religion. Okay, look at it this way. Here you are broken down as we are. I'm not saying all of us, but symbolically, you know how I talk. It's an abstract way. The black community is not fully functional. We are broken down. We only seem to come alive most times when we connect ourselves with other communities that allow us to come in as a token. And we just so glad to be up next to Massa with the opposition. But we have nothing to go back home to. We just get the trinkets and the baubles and the rubies from the slave master, but we don't have nothing of our own. When he kicks us out and gets rid of us, here we go crying now because we don't know how to maintain what we have. So we live in perpetual fear. But the black community is like that car that you're driving that all of a sudden it won't start. Maybe the alternator went, but let's say the battery went and you have no power in your car and your vehicle to start up that vehicle. So now somebody comes along with a manual or a book to tell you about power. That's not going to jumpstart your vehicle. You have a Mormon come to you with a book and say, well, you're broken. You're down and out. You're not functional. Let's read about this book that I suggest to you about power. Maybe you should adopt our ideologies. That's not going to stop. That's not going to jumpstart your vehicle. It's not going to do a damn thing. So his ideology and religion is coming to you is not going to do anything to restore you back to your own natural melanated self. I could see it so clear. What do you have to connect to? What can the humanoid who came after you, who's a grafted being with no soul, teach you to elevate you higher than where you are? We held on to this culture and this way of living and look where it, look where it brought us. We are broken down on the side of the road. So now here comes someone else who has a deeper knowledge of self, who resonates in a very living, breathing way with the creation around us. And he says, listen, 
I can connect you to some power, but you have to physically connect mentally and spiritually all the way and let go of that ideology that left you on the side of the road. But we reject that person because uh, uh, what school did you go to? Uh, who taught you? Where are your degrees? It reminds me, say, a brother like my brother-in-law, Brother Keston, who has such deep wisdom and connectedness that he resonates truth. Many would reject him because they'll say, oh, you don't have a degree from this higher learning and university. No, you don't have to have that to be connected and powerful. So say he comes now with the cables of truth, the full battery of wisdom. And he pulls up next to us and, and we lift our hood. He lifts his hood and he connects us in. And there's that Mormon standing there with a dead book that can't do a damn thing because it's merely a religion, merely a man-made way in order to just waste your damn time and not put no power into you. That's the thing. Not just the Mormons, but how are these religions putting power into you? They're not going beyond the Mormons. I see churches dotting the landscape of the black community. I mean, you know, crack house, liquor house, gambling house, whore house, church house, church house, church house, church house, bootleg liquor house, right? Crack house again, gambling spot, numbers spot, but churches everywhere, pastors everywhere, but there's no power. Because you have these houses of worship that teach you faith, but it ain't nothing happening because nobody has the cables connected up to the live battery to jumpstart your life. So now you connect with this individual who's walking in this power. Because you know in this world today, in this time, when you walk with that power, you are to be attacked and dismantled and, and taken out. How dare you walk with an independent power that this slave master, white man, white society didn't give you. And who all others bow down to they get mad at you when you can't talk about how high you are into their culture and mindset so now he tells you the, the cables are connected put the key in and turn the key that Mormon sitting there next to you with that book that has no power can't tell that brother a damn thing about power a damn thing about restoring you because he knows nothing about you he is not you. He can't even go to the levels that you can go. See, we're like broken radios, high powered, high frequency radios that can pick up all kinds of signals, but we're broken right now. How can that lesser radio have a part in it that we can use within ourselves to take us there when it's not even capable in its full capacity to shake a stick next to us? Can't even compare. See, they, people laugh at us and look at us like we're less and all this, but we have to understand we're in a downtrodden position right now. We're not at full capacity and we never will be. We'll always be that vehicle on the side of the road, stuck, needing a jump start and using cables from people who have no power in their battery. You think it's the Mormons that's going to help us? Our melanin is precious. Our real spirituality is the power that they want. But they tricked us and make us think that we need their religion. So now we bring our spirituality into their organizations and they use us. 
They're vipers. They're leeches. They're vampires. And that's why they can't look black men in the face. Real black men, conscious black men. And of course, they cannot tell you anything that you need to do to build up your community because that's not their interest. Well, come on, Mr. Mormon. Come on, little boys. Come on on the, on the bikes and the white shirts and the ties. You ride past us. You don't look at us. Why? We live there. You're coming here where we live. But you don't want us. You want our 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 earth. You want our women. I'm not calling the women dirt, but we put the seeds in the earth and it grows. You want to put your ideological seeds in our earth and grow a hybrid, something that doesn't look like us and will never be us and take us away from who we're supposed to be. And you benefit from that power of that black woman. See, this is why we need to reject all of it and leave it all alone and get these people out. When I see them, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I don't promise you on one of my days off when I have time and I do have a lot more time on my hands right now. I promise you I'm going to drive up and down the black name. I'm going to the to the poorest parts because that's where they always are. And I'm going to find them. I'm going to pull up a little more. Nothing violent, not to talk bad to them. But I actually want to interview these guys and put them on a recording with a video camera and a tripod. I'll pay them guys. I don't need to give them any money, but I'll pay them. I said, I'm going to pay you for your time. Give me 15 minutes. Tell me what you're here for and how we are going to benefit as a black community and black empowerment by your presence here. If you can't tell me, well, they'll stutter. You'll see it evident for yourself. And I don't want to just tell you. I want you to see it. If there's anybody out there connected in any kind of way that way, give me a call. 407-590-0755. It's time to stop BSing with the social media platform. People trying to outdo each other. whatnot. I walk this way all the time. That's why it's so effortless for me to put the work out. But I promise I'm going to do that. Because there's no way that our women in the world are looked at as booty, which indicates that we are conquered people. And we have our men, our soldiers, effeminate and emasculated and somebody else comes in i'm not gonna allow it all i want to know mormons what in the hell are you doing in my community and how are you going to help black empowerment and build us up you can't so what's the real purpose